know that whatever he asks you to lay down or let go of or even sacrifice, because sometimes it will feel like sacrifice, um, it is worth it. It's worth it every single time because he is the only one that brings life from death. So when there are seasons that feel like death, I can promise you that life is on the other side if you have chosen to walk with Jesus. Hey friend, you're listening to Wandering Wild. We hope this podcast is an honest and encouraging resource in your walk with the Lord. Join us as we have real conversations about our time spent in His presence. Welcome to the wilderness. Welcome to the Wandering Wild podcast. Uh, This is Amelia Zobrist. I'm your host, and I am super excited about launching this podcast and launching our first ever episode. I, I cannot wait to hear everybody's thoughts on it, and I'm just super excited to share all of the guests that we have planned. So we'll just jump right into it. Today I have my first guest, Cami Reisinger. She is a dear, dear friend of mine. We have sang on worship teams together and written music together. We've done so many cool things together. She even just helped me decorate my house. So (laughs) (laughs) she has just been such an influential person in my life. And um, when I was thinking about getting this podcast started, I was like, Cammy, duh. So here she is. Uh, welcome, Cammy, to the Wandering Wild podcast. Thanks for having me, Amelia. I'm really grateful to be here. So I'm super excited about you being here and um, people listening because I think one of the things that I just really appreciate about you, Cammy, is that um, first off, like you're so down to earth. Mm-hmm. You are chill and real and I love it. And paired with that, like you're not afraid to say hard things and you also are just overflowing with grace for other people and other humans. And that just, I really appreciate that. So thanks for being here, Kimmy. Thanks. Those are super gracious words too. Thank you for sharing that. So this episode is going to be airing in January of 2021, but I would like to rewind just a little bit And talk about 2020, (laughs) which, sorry for the trauma triggers that I might be bringing (laughs) to everyone who thought 2020 was over. Um, No, but really though, Cammie, how has your year been? Uh, How was was 2020? 2020 has been quite the ride. Fortunately, uh, I don't think that my immediate family, just our small little unit has suffered much personal trauma from all of the things from 2020. I think that the the Lord has really protected us from a lot. He's been super gracious to us. Um, I also think that that has to do with, um, honestly, God honoring our obedience and us receiving his protection and his favor and his grace, because we've been giving him his yes when it's been really hard giving him our yes, when it's been really hard. Sometimes um, it's his yes too, yes. right? Like, True. Lord, I'm only saying yes because you're saying yes. You already said it. <laughs> so I'm just going to agree with you and walk in this. Um, it's been really interesting. Um, the past two weeks have actually proven to be some of the hardest yet. And it's been more of a um, mental 
an emotional and spiritual battle. Um, just with choosing to be adamantly for the things of God, especially within my marriage and with my kids um, and within our, our family units, kind of the next tier outside of that and really choosing to take steps that are directly connected to me as a person, my identity in Christ. And then, I mean, where in the past, I would say that spiritual attack sometimes is a little slow. It's a little subtle. It might happen over um, a period of a few days or even a few weeks or even, you know, longer than that, a couple months, just little things piling up. This has felt like onslaught, like within minutes of being in a group of women that we have confessed sin and we have brought lights out of the darkness and into the light. And then we've bathed that in prayer like minutes after we said, amen, immediate attack, like direct personal attack. Um, and that has been, you know, rippled into my family. I've seen more clearly, um, just how the enemy is kind of like I shared with you at the beginning of this, before we officially started, um, it just seemed like the enemy was like, it's not just, Hey, I'm going to like make her wobble. Like I'm coming for her throat and not just hers, but I'm coming for her kids throats too. And like, Uh. um, I wish I could say that I was surprised that this is how 2020 is ending, but I'm I'm honestly not surprised. You know, it's funny you say this because that has been my year and in launching wandering wild this year, it has been just comical at times. How literally on a day when something big is happening and we're getting ready to release something like, I mean, small things like I get a flat tire to big things that like there's just, there is nothing compared to when Satan comes after you, but it's really, really trying when he comes after your kids and when he comes after your family. And and that's why I say it's kind of comical at times because I don't think I've ever had a year where I stopped and thought, like, if he's attacking this, then this is where I need to be. Right. Like battle ready. Yeah. Armed with prayer and armed with the word. Yeah. And man, like the growth that comes from that. Absolutely. And just, I think how solidifying it is to how the Holy Spirit (laughs) <laughs> just absolutely solidifies you are doing exactly what you've been made to do yes. in this season. Yes. Um, and I think something that when I was younger, I thought there was just one thing that I was made to do. And then I would do that for the entirety of my life till the day I'm at the feet of Jesus. And that's also been something that has been so refreshing. I think for other believers on a wide scale to experience together um, in a year of the pivot you yes. know, there, there is gifting and there is talent and there is massive opportunity for you to use those things in so many different ways. How are you going to steward that? What are you going to do with those things? And are you willing to lay down whatever expectation that you had or how you completed the vision in your mind of like the little nuggets that God had given you and just laying that down and saying, God, I trust you because you're you're outside of time. You're already ahead of me. You already know how this is going to end. So I'm going to trust you in that and trust that you'll give me, you know, the breadcrumbs that keep me. That's been also a little analogy that I feel like I've been saying a lot lately is just like, I'm so hungry for the Lord. 
like a breadcrumb is enough to keep me walking after him. And sometimes it's a feast, (laughs) you know, like I'll look back and realize, oh, wow. I thought, you know, I thought I was just chewing on crumbs, but man, I was feasting. I was at the table of the Lord in the presence of my enemies for real. Yeah. I think a lot about the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and how, man, like that manna got so old. Yeah. And I think sometimes our most spiritually dry seasons are a result of us having the same amount of his presence every day Mm. and not, not having the gratitude for it, for what it truly is. Yeah. Like step back and look at the big picture here and realize, man, that manna is going to be what makes me survive this awful wilderness. And it's so other, like that was a supernatural provision and it was clearly from the Lord, but it wasn't that anything that God was doing was wrong or that he wasn't providing enough. It's just that the Israelites were freaking stubborn, man. Like (laughs) they were so incredibly short-sighted and selfish and we are them. I am them, (laughs) you know, like it's not that God's provision wasn't enough for me. It's that I was too selfish to realize it for the gift that it actually is and how powerful and supernatural and other his provision is as well. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So what in your connection with God in the year of 2020 has been the most difficult for you? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, Walking the fine line of the dichotomy of my relationship is only about me and God, but it's also about community. Um, And just really letting him show me the places that have become idols where I just did not think rightly about relationships that valued them. um, But I placed too much weight uh, into relationships as if they were responsible for my ability to walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest one has been my marriage. Um, And there's been a lot of freedom just for me mentally there. It's actually funny when I talked to Steve about it, he was kind of offended at first because I just said like, I don't, I don't need you, you know? And I didn't mean it like, well, I don't need you Bye. I mean, I want to be sassy about it, you know, but like, I mean, and I totally have been, let's be real. Like I've definitely been that wife and been that girl, but just this moment of absolute clarity that my devotion to Jesus is not dependent on anyone else around me, but man, when other people are following Jesus and walking with him alongside me, there is rich community, but the richness of my relationship with Jesus is not directly dependent on that. Um, And I think that we really need to see our codependency for what it is. Spiritual maturity is absolute dependency on God alone realizing that and walking in that. And then that way your relationships, like that burden that we were putting on people is alleviated and there's so much more freedom. It feels like that weight, you know, of needing people to be something or do something for us to fill a need. It's like, we're trying to force God's hand or make the Holy spirit do something that we think we know we need. He's like, girl, I made you. I know what you need. Hold up. (laughs) Like, why are you trying to force folks to do stuff that I did not tell them to do, you know? Um, But I really honestly think that that is um, 
a little bit of a disease in the Christian church. We, we know biblical community is right and we know we need it, but man, we still get it wrong because we place too much emphasis on the wrong things and on people and on pedestals and platforms, you know, and I really feel like God is saying, let's demolish those idols. Let's knock those things down. You can still love people. Well, you're going to find deep, rich community. I promise you, I won't let you be alone for long. (laughs) I mean, there, there've definitely been moments of, um, some loneliness, which I think are necessary. I think that solitude is a very necessary tool, um, in the kingdom, which is solitude is not loneliness. And I know, you know, that very well, because we're most certainly walking with Jesus in those isolated moments. Um, but yeah, I think just having a more clear perspective on, relationships and the value, their value in the kingdom and their value to me. And really my only utter dependency is on God yeah. and him alone. That's kind of how my 2020 started. Um, one of our good friends, Julie yeah, and I walked in this 21 days of wilderness yeah. and you know, when March came and things started to shut down and we weren't allowed to leave our homes, I was like, God, why, why would you have me spend so long in solitude when you knew this was coming Yeah, and you knew that I would be forced in it? And he just so gently reminded me that the moments when we get to practice solitude are the moments that prepare us for the ones that we're forced into. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how Wandering Wild came out of that was just like in that practiced wilderness, yeah. I got to subject myself to the wilderness. Then when 2020 did what 2020 <laughs> does, and I was thrust into a, a wilderness of sorts, yeah. I knew I I knew how to handle it. Yeah, I had every tool and resource available. And that's the thing that like, I can't wait to encourage women is that we do have the tools necessary. Absolutely. For, for life and for wilderness and for hard seasons and for good seasons and and how we manage them is so important. And so yeah. uh, this is the year that taught me that the hard things are actually the good things. Yeah. And honestly, they're the best things because there's no other way I would know God the way I yeah. do. And I would not trust him and want to absolutely walk with him. Like, Yes. I want no other way. As the Mandalorian says, this is the way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, yeah. So looking back at 2020, what in your connection with God was the most rewarding? The freedom I have found in trusting him. Trusting that his ways are good and trusting that who he has made me to be is good and that I don't there's still things about me that I don't know. There's still things about me that he's showing me that I'm growing in and maturing in and that I'll get to have access to. So the more that I confess and repent, the more the sin that has held me down can be done with and I can have greater access to all that God has for me. So I'd have to say that the greatest reward honestly has just been, has been connecting with him. Yeah. That I know 
in a physical, tangible way that I've experienced the presence of God. And I didn't have to have anybody else conjure it up. I didn't have to have any kind of emotional, you know, um, equation to walk myself through. I just had to say, God, I need you. (laughs) And that's enough. I think that that has been one of the most powerful things that he's shown me is I can come to him and fully express my need, be fully aware of my need and just ask for the things that I'm aware of that I need. And he is waiting to graciously provide those things. If I need wisdom, I'm admitting, Lord, I am humbly coming to you saying, I do not have a single lick of this thing figured out. I have no clue what's happening. So you've got to give me wisdom because I want to navigate this in a way that honors you, that honors the people who are involved, that stewards hearts well and minds well. I mean, that's when I think about that, I can just in a split second think of, you know, five different circles of people or relationships that I've just I've seen that play out in just wanting to what is the prayer? I think I actually posted this as an Instagram post. It was a prayer that says, God, give me eyes to see things, not as they seem, but as they truly are. Mm. Kind of like you were saying, the fruit of discipline, walking through things and almost like in a liturgical sense, the repetition of things that I know to be true. I can admit my need for him. I can ask him for wisdom and he'll provide. I can ask him to give me his perspective, to be able to see things as they truly are and not just as they seem. And any time with him is better than none. (laughs) And the enemy wants me to feel ashamed and to feel guilty and to feel less than. And any time that I'm having those weighty, negative, destructive thoughts, I can immediately recognize that as the voice of the enemy. Like my God loves me. He is for me. He delights in me. He wants good for me. Sometimes that means walking through a hardship so that whatever nastiness was all up in here, he can like slough that junk right on off and purify me. And I'm ready to receive that because I want purity. I want what God has for me more than I want anything else. And I'm willing to do whatever that takes. I'm willing to say yes to whatever he calls me to because there is such a deeper understanding for me now more than ever that there really is no other way. There's no other thing. There's no other person that is more fulfilling, more satisfying, more grounding, more loving and kind and gracious and generous. And I just, I want to be like him and I want to walk with him till the day I'm with him forever. And I really mean that. Yeah. One of the things that I really appreciate about our conversations, um, you know, Cami, you were you were a source of stability for me earlier this year in some of the garbage that I walked through. And um, when I hear you say, that's what I want, like something in my spirit just echoes because that's what I want. Yeah. But I also have this understanding that I'm a human being. And what I think is so beautiful about the way you say it is that I can feel that in it. I can feel the weight of you knowing that humanity is humanity. Yeah. (laughs) And that 
we can still have this pure desire at the same time as being human. Yeah. And that God honors that and he respects that and he still loves us despite the yuck that he knows inevitably comes with it. Yeah. Because he sees us as his son. He sees us as Jesus. And so I just really appreciate that, that just care that you have because like I said, you were such a source of stability for me earlier this year. And it was like, every time I would come to you, you would come back with this, like, this is what we want. Yeah. And it's just, it's so encouraging. So thank you for that. Thank the Lord. Cause I'm just going to say this. You've known me for years. Yep. And I haven't always been this person. So what you see is 100% the work of the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yes. And nothing else. And he's so good. Isn't he is he? so good. He has been so patient and so faithful. Mm. So I'm going to change gears just a little bit. Okay. Um, and say, like, be as real as you know to be. <laughs> How has your time in the word been recently? Okay. So I feel like my time in the word has been schizophrenic and I hate using that kind of word about my time with Jesus, but it really just has been like wherever I'm at, whatever I have access to, like I'm just grabbing for whatever I've got. Um, so there are times where I have to be intentional about blocking out like an hour. If I want to really study and spend time in the word and really do like some exegetical work, which I love that that's what your journals do. You know, we've talked about that. It's such a needed thing and it's totally doable for anybody. You don't have to be a pastor in seminary to learn about basic exegesis. Like it literally is understanding where the text was and what it meant for them. And then now what does that mean for you today? Like brass tacks. Um, Obviously, the Holy Spirit does the work. He illuminates and brings wisdom and makes things clear and understandable for us. Um, But there are a couple of things that I have done this year specifically that have really helped me. A friend of mine shared with me an app called Lectio 365, Hmm. and it's just a little 10-minute devotional but it honestly feels like you've been listening to a podcast for 30 minutes when you're done because it is so rich. They um, spend time in prayer. Then they'll take a small passage of scripture. Sometimes it's just one verse, either explain briefly the context around it or share some part of like church history. So a saint or a missionary or some story within all of church history that applies to that text to bring a little bit more clarity around that. And then you go back to the original text, um, read it again, and then a different prayer to close it out. So you can either read it all by yourself, just swipe through the little screens on the app, or you can press play and have somebody read it over you. And it's awesome because the people that read it are from all over the world. So there are all these different accents and languages. It's just, it's super cool. So that has been, um, a sweet little pocket of really rich time for me. Um, you know, as a, as a mom of grade school kids who are actually still in person at school and also as a wife and 
the housekeeper and uh, the owner of a small business that made an entirely different pivot this year. You know, it's just, and also a voice teacher. Um, I don't even, I think you knew I was doing that, but it kind of expanded and I'm actually, I was teaching two afternoons a week. So Tuesday and Wednesday. So awesome. My days were full and I, if you can even imagine it, I said no to things. Those were <laughs> I actually said no to other things. Um, but I, you know, those are the things that with this year, I was like, this is all I want to do. And I haven't been doing anything else outside of that. Like what I just told you, that's all I've done. And really yeah. that's all I have the capacity to do, um, to be able to do it well. Cause you can't do more than one thing at a time. And each of those have to take time. So bouncing back and forth between all those different things and just finding time, that app has been integral. Um, I've actually, our small group girls have actually been like every other week or so, we'll just, somebody will get a really good nugget and they'll send their commentary on it. And then we'll kind of all share, we'll go read it and share from the day. So that's been more of a communal thing you know, because our small groups, we're already studying the word together. We're already meeting every other week. So there's that ongoing conversation in our group text. Um, and then, um, the Bible app, grabbing a verse of the day, meditating on that one verse. My dad is on the Bible app and he does reading plans and invites all of his friends on the app to join. So <laughs> I've actually joined in with that a couple times. I love so, that. I mean, it really has been very diverse. And I think that that has been so necessary for me, Yeah, especially with what I've been learning this year. Just, I mean, I grew up as a Southern Baptist and I was like, that is the denomination. Everybody else is wrong. Y'all are missing it, whatever. Like <laughs> Southern Baptist is where it's at. Because we, we are truth heavy. We love the word. We know the scriptures, like we do in this thing. And, um, as my staunch little legalistic Southern Baptist self has been growing, I would say that the past few years have been wild, wildly categorized as learning and loving, learning about and loving the Holy Spirit. Um, and just seeing how the power of the spirit absolutely dovetails with the truth of the word. And they're both necessary and loving the fact that denominations were birthed from other believers, leanings, their strengths, things that they were really passionate about, which were great things and necessary for the body. But like, you know, human pride and error messes everything up. And then you've got these denominational splits and wars and blah, blah, blah. And it's just (laughs) like the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, be done with all that. Be done with the quarrels. Love me and love them too, because you can learn stuff from each other. And then you're actually like the different organs of the body, you know? The body has many parts with many different functions. You've read this a million times. Now have the eyes to see it for what it really is. Um, So that has just kind of tied hand in hand too. Like there's not just one way to study the Bible. Um, there are many different ways to access that and to spend time with it and let it be read over you or to actually engage it. And I think that they're all necessary um, and will carry more power for different people and for different seasons, but definitely um, they are all worth trying Yeah, and becoming disciplined in, you know, like you're saying, you'll never know when you're going to have to need that one way 
because it yeah. what, it's what fits where you are for the time being and learning to love God in that, even if it's yeah. not what is familiar to you or what you would prefer. Um, you can lay down preferences and expectations and just be ready to receive, you know, what God has for you in yeah. that, in that moment. It's really sweet. I love that. So what is your favorite way to connect with God? Like, you know, the answer to this. Of course I do. (laughs) Worship music. Hello. (laughs) So specifically like how, right? Because I think that there's a lot of people who are out there who their favorite way to connect with God is by listening to worship music. And there's a lot of people out there, um, which I suspect you and I are under this category that like to partake in the worship of God. And so, um, I definitely love to listen. I would say that hands down, some of the most influential music for my life this year has been Maverick City, just because of what 2020 has held with racial racial divisions and tensions. Um, I think that they are modeling beautifully what the body of Christ looks like. Um, yeah. which ties back to what I was just talking about. They're, they're all from different denominations in different parts of the United States, but they realize that they serve the same God and they're filled yeah. with the same Holy Spirit so they can get together and commune and worship together. And it is beautiful and powerful and moving. And yes. I love that. So um, I definitely love to listen, um, which is easy to do when you're in the car, but I would say that my heart has been more, moved to share actual space with other believers and to just sing our guts out. Like I love corporate worship, whether it's three people or 3000, you know, like I love corporate worship and I actually, it's cool to hear a lot of voices, but I'm, there's something about this year and being in your own home and having people in your own home who, you know, you know where they're at and you know what the songs mean to them, which as a worship leader is also very important to know the people that you're serving with um, and to have relationships so that you know what they mean when they sing those songs and lead them. But um, yeah, the intimacy of smaller groups of sharing worship time and then also kind of being on the periphery of friends like you who write they're like the Holy spirit is downloading so much truth into their lives right now that they are writing songs for the church in their community, things that people can take with them and sing because of what they have collectively walked through together, kind of their anthems for their places and their seasons. Um, So the whole songwriting part of worship too, you know, and identifying with the heart of David, when you do that, just being honest in it, but still, you know, um, being biblically sound, not wanting to sing things that are heretical, but wanting right. to be honest. This makes me think of uh, last year, like late last year, I came across someone that, I mean, the Holy Spirit just weighed so heavily on me to encourage them to write a song. Yeah. And this wasn't anyone that, like, I didn't know that they wrote music. I I didn't know them very well, but I just, there was just something that the spirit was telling me and I just couldn't shake it. And so finally I went to him and I was like, there is a song in heaven that the angels are singing that the Lord wants you to bring down to earth. And 
I can't tell you since I released those words to this person how many times after the fact that um, I've seen someone and I've talked to them about worship writing that I have thought the, the same thing and I have shared the same thing and all these people are going to listen to my podcast and be like, wait a second, she gave that word to someone else. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, I think scripturally on earth as it is in heaven, there are songs that we were, we were, humanity was meant to bring to this earth. And yeah, um, I know that the Holy Spirit is using your giftings for that. And at times my giftings for that. And it's like you were saying, when the body can come together, we can create something just so beautiful and so glorifying to the Lord. Yeah. That it's such an honor. It's such an honor. So no doubt. talk to our listeners a little bit and just let us know what's one thing that you would really like to leave with our listeners today, whether it's a truth or an encouragement or um, some kind of inspiration. What would you say to our listeners? The most important thing that you could ever, ever do is to choose to love God more than anything and know that whatever He asks you to lay down or let go of or even sacrifice, because sometimes it will feel like sacrifice, um, it is worth it. It's worth it every single time because He is the only one that brings life from death. So when there are seasons that feel like death, I can promise you that life is on the other side if you have chosen to walk with Jesus. So don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. Like freaking white knuckle your grip on hope and do not let go because there is life on the other side. So good. So to wrap up, um, would you pray? Would you pray over the listeners? Absolutely. I I would love that. Lord, I love the idea that you are outside of time. And no matter at what point in time people listen to this podcast and are engaging with you through this media, um, your spirit has already gone before. You've already prepared the way. You know who is going to need to hear what and exactly when they're going to need to hear it. And I want to give you all the glory and the honor and the praise for providing in that kind of way in a supernatural, otherworldly, outside of time, mind-blowing kind of way which is so you, I mean, we are, I know that people will be listening in January, but we're in the middle of Advent season right now. And that is your story. That's how you move. That's how you work in a otherworldly, supernatural, outside of time, mind-blowing kind of way. And we get to watch it unfold and rehearse the beginning of our rescue plan. And that was Jesus, you coming and saving us, making a way for us, you being willing, you being faithful, you being true, absolutely true to who you were created to be on the face of this earth and making a way. So I pray for the ears and the hearts that are listening and taking in, Lord, that there would be such a like fulfilling sense of hope that it would stir something in them that has not been stirred in a really long time, that it would feel like a breath of fresh air, that whatever weight 
even if it's a mental or a spiritual or even a physical weight, God, that you would tangibly give them a sense right now of alleviation of that because your ways are good, because you're kind, because you are our healer, because you are our comforter and our helper, and you are the way maker and you are a provider. And those things that you have said and declared about yourself are true. They will always be true and they're sure. And they are so stable and so sure that we can put our full weight of hope and trust and dependence in those things. And in turn, we can listen to your voice and hear whatever you have to say to us and hear what you have to say about us. And we can also trust and lean in with our full weight that those things are also absolutely true. Your voice is kind. Your heart is kind and you're patient and loving and gentle. And I want to thank you for the time that we've had to commune together over media, over time, over airwaves, over oceans, across continents. Lord, you will take this far and wide because that's your plan and that's your kingdom. And we celebrate you and worship you for that and pray all of this in the powerful and precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here, Cami. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been sweet. Okay, so at the end of every episode at the Wandering Wild podcast, I get to do this little fun segment called Where I've Been Wandering. So just to leave you with a little bit of encouragement from my own personal time in the Word. And uh, today I really want to share with you from Philippians 4. Philippians is a book of the Bible that is so filled with joy and I am super excited to share this with you. So the scripture says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So then it talks about thinking about these things, thinking about what's true and what's honorable, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise. And so as I've been wandering in Philippians 4, I've just been thinking about how what comes natural to me What I want to do and what God asks me to do are constantly at war. What is asked of me is to rejoice and to be reasonable, to pray, to be thankful, and to meditate on truth. And what is given to me in return is peace, and a peace that I can't even understand that somehow is going to guard both my heart and my mind. So in thinking about those things, I kept thinking, what are the what are the things that are not good? What are the things that are not good for me to focus on? And um, what are the things that I want sometimes? I want anxiety sometimes, or to dwell on bitterness, or maybe I want to hide, uh, maybe have secrets, um, hide in that shame to avoid God because I think I'm not worthy. Or how about this one, going to others before going to him. (laughs) And just how I can take those things and I can just hand them to the Lord and I can say, 
No, I will rejoice instead of have anxiety. I will be reasonable instead of dwell on bitterness. I will pray and be thankful instead of hide or avoid my God. And instead of going to others, I'm going to go for him because he's the one that's going to give me truth and honor and justice and purity and everything that's lovely and everything that's commendable. He is everything that is excellent and everything that is worthy of praise. And that is where I get those things. So that's where I've been wandering today. And that's where the Lord has been speaking to me. So I hope that can be an encouragement to you. And I am just super thankful to get this podcast started. And I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow along on this awesome journey. So see you next time.